Oh, I could listen to that all day long. We're live, back in action, streaming through your internet on Anchor Radio, presented by the Sports Column. This is the Roof of Sports Podcast. My name is Jason Fearman. I'm on Twitter at SportsProfit1. And joining me today is a good friend of mine, my boy from the other side of the coast. I got Abe on Twitter at BroncosRock7 from the great state of Washington. Abe, good evening, good afternoon. How are you feeling, my friend? I'm feeling good, my brother. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, man. It's always good to talk football with a fellow friend, man. It's a beautiful thing. This is like what I live for. I can't wait for the game tomorrow night already. And uh, hey, life is good. It's a little hot down here in Florida. I'm not going to lie to you. Still, you walk out in the morning at 730 and it's like a swamp, dude. It's awful. It's that bad. I don't know what the temp is like by you, but it's it's difficult living here right now. Well, I was going to say, man, it's the 40 degrees in the morning here and 70s for the high. So. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. See, that's what I miss. You know, I miss that. My thing is, I, I winter I'm cool with, but I can't do winter like six months out of the year. I can't. I can do like two months. I'm fine with. Give me twenty degrees. I'll take a couple of below zero days here and there, but not that much, man. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. It's too much. Well, That's why I moved down here. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You wouldn't enjoy the weather up here because uh, there's more snow days than there are cold days. Ah, my gosh, I, I, I can imagine. Bad driving conditions, too. But we're going to stay safe, and we're staying safe here on the show. Again, Rufus Sports Podcast. It's a beautiful day. It is a Wednesday, the day before Thursday night football, the game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Carolina Panthers, both 0-1. We'll get to that in a little while. But we got a whole bunch of stuff we're going to talk to you about today. Again, Rufus Sports on a Wednesday. We got um, BS3 Radio coming up on Saturday. More information about that coming through. But we're going to focus now on a look back at week one, looking ahead at week two. But just to pause for a moment, the saga continues. Antonio Brown, we don't want to go too far into it and take up the show on stuff like that. But it's, again, a real deal. And now, unfortunately, there's three different allegations apparently against him for One is rape, sexual assault um, here in uh, actually down in Florida. And it's just adding on to the pile of unbelievable, incredible things that have been happening to this to Antonio Brown. I've, I've never seen anything like it in such a short period of time going from the heights that he was at to the complete lows. It almost reminds me of Mike Tyson in a completely different sport. But if you can elaborate a little bit here for me, uh, Abe, I. I'm really, you know, I don't know if I want to say I'm shocked by the news, but the timing of it is also incredible. Well, man, for New England, the timing is horrible. But just to backtrack a little bit, as far as like the saga with him uh, last year in week 17, missing the game with Pittsburgh and then going into the offseason wanting to be traded and then all the drama in Oakland, which I think is great being a Broncos fan <laughs> so I mean it's it's just phenomenal that you know Oakland gets rid of them before their game what was it two days before their game I mean that's crazy and New England taking them up and it's like come on man New England doesn't put up with that kind of stuff so but I think it is awesome because New England's such a juggernaut and whatnot so it, it's phenomenal to me that the you know, now they got to deal with this. But as far as the allegations go, it's, I mean, it's kind of scary, man. 
yeah. know, um, it's, it's, he said, she said stuff. So, you know, who, who's telling the truth, who's lying. It's a civil suit, which is, you know, there's no criminal suit. There's no like police report per se that we've heard of yet. So I don't know, man, this, uh, this one's kind of, it's a sticky situation. Right. At the most right now, I heard that there's, um, you know, there's a few texts out there with some, you know, on choice words that we're not going to use here on the show, uh, obviously, but there are things on there that does indicate one thing, which I'll allude to, which while the woman was apparently sleeping, something may have happened. Um, there are text messages or emails apparently that have been going back and forth with that. So it's really not a good look. Today was you know, his first day with, uh, with the Patriots in practice. And it's just incredible how this exploded. I mean, we're talking about a guy who could be released from two different teams within a week, which would be insane. And, you know, what happened to these women is another story altogether. Obviously, it's horrible. We never want that. But again, just for it to be with Antonio Brown now with what's going on, just really, really just amazes me to no end. But uh, the saga does continue with him. We'll see. I hope to God it didn't happen, not for him, just because I don't like these situations. And sometimes, yeah, uh, somebody will take advantage of a situation if they're in a con- consulting relationship. But we don't know all the details. Like you said, there's too much out there. And we're going to have to wait for the air to clear. But the question is, do the Patriots wait for the air to clear? And do they get rid of him now? Or do they let it sort out and allow him to practice and even play in week two? Well, in about like 10, 15 seconds, what would you do? Would you get rid of him now? Or would you let the process kind of play itself out? In my honest opinion, just from a PR standpoint, I would uh, let it go because they're, you know, they gave him the signing bonus. And I don't know if uh, he gets that all in all but they're out on the contract the contract part of it so in my opinion eat the nine million that they gave him and let him go yeah you know um they've given guys shots before you know that randy moss ended up working out for them about 10 12 years ago josh gordon seems to be working out for them they've brought in players who have had issues but i mean even chad ochocinco chad johnson they brought in maybe it didn't yeah. necessarily work out but Guys usually fall in line, and he might not even have have a, that chance to fall in line because of these accusations and whatnot. So, look again, we'll see. Um, that story again is yet to be completely told, but um, I would probably get rid of him too, just because it's not worth the hassle. The Patriots don't need him because we saw what they did to the Steelers on Sunday night, and dude, <laughs> we could talk about that one for a minute because. Just when you think again, Tom Brady and the Patriots, well, it's another year. He's getting older. He can't do this. He can't do that. He goes out and throws her over 300 yards, three touchdowns, not anything near a whisper of an interception. The guy's incredible. The team is incredible. I had written an article, Abe, a couple of weeks ago um, about how the Patriots are going to approach a season. Mostly they're going to be a defensive team, which they certainly showed uh, against Pittsburgh, but also to run the ball more. And, and they didn't really run as much as I thought they would. They just picked Pittsburgh apart, and it really was a joke. It had nothing to do with Antonio Brown not being there. It was just they were not ready. And Mike Tomlin even said it. They weren't ready for that primetime game. Well, yeah, who the hell would have thought that it was going to go down like that? I mean, all of us thought that it was going to be a lot closer than what the score came out. Yeah, really, 33-3. Goodness. I mean, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like last year – um, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Connell. I mean, 
Ben Roethlisberger, obviously two-time Super Bowl. You know, it's like, do you think that they're going? They would have been able to put a better offense on the field because, in my opinion, the Patriots' defense isn't that juggernaut to be able to shut those guys down. Well, but, you, you wouldn't think so. But that's but that's Bill Belichick, man. Right. That, I mean, that's it. I mean, he he game plans and. <laughs> Obviously, six Super Bowls later, or Super Bowl wins. Yeah. Yep, you know, there you I go. Mean, you, and look, and the Steelers it, have gone in there before. Uh, look, with Big Ben six times, it's uh, six or seven times, and they're over. They've never beat them in uh, in New England. They've beaten them, obviously, at Pittsburgh before. But, yeah, this is just uh, – it, it's something else to really watch New England play and the way they evolve and continue to grow and – that team is just so together. Again, we'll see if Antonio Brown's going to be a part of it, but you know what? They sure as hell do not need him. They are the clear-cut top team in the league right now. Some will argue, though, the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, their defense certainly isn't anywhere near the Patriots, so that's why the Pats are on top for me. But that offense, even without Tyreek Hill, which is – there's so many injuries to go through, and he's a big one, but – they won easily without him. It was not a problem. Sammy Watkins became the big guy. That's what happens. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, look, it may only be his second year as a starter, but I'm convinced. I mean, that's it. He's 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 legit. Well, once again, man, like I have to say, as a Broncos fan myself, um, I man, you can't say enough about Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. What like, a combination. He, you know, it, it's it's outrageous what they've done. And then starting off the first game this year, it, it's unbelievable, honestly, because, like you said, their defense is kind of suspect. And then they don't have Tyreek Hill. Kareem Hunt is no longer there. And, I mean, shoot, they're doing it. It's, it's actually unbelievable, and I hate to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Again, especially in that division, and yeah, we're going to get to your division a little bit more, uh, a little bit more later. I know that you may not want to at the moment, but sorry, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to go there uh, in a, in a few minutes. But yeah, that uh, that Tyree Kill injury, we'll keep an eye on it. That's another fantasy injury in mind. Another one that we share uh, is Joe Mixon. We are in a fantasy league together, but uh, you had you and your other league and my and my other league both actually have Joe Mixon, and uh, he got hurt. Nick Foles got hurt in the same game uh, against Kansas City. Tevin Coleman for the 49ers. Hunter Henry may be out a bit for the Chargers. Uh, Darius Geis, the new running back for Washington, uh, for the Redskins, he's going to be out for a few weeks now. And in comes old reliable Adrian Peterson, and God knows what he's going to do. But uh, we'll see. He was a surprise last year, Adrian Peterson. I don't know if he can keep going right now, but you think Adrian Peterson can hold down the fort for even a little bit? Man, I don't know, man. It's like after that major injury he had, what was it, three, four years ago? I don't remember how long ago, but, I mean, for him to just keep going just off of his injury alone is unbelievable. It is. Because a lot of guys don't do that. Right. He was a healthy scratch for some reason, which I'm still not 100% sure on last week. Why a healthy scratch? I really don't know. But um, he's going to play this week, uh, Washington, um, for them and. I'm interested to see. I got he may be what 34 years old. Like, I'm gonna have to look that up real quick. I'm not exactly sure how old he is, but they got Dallas coming in this week, Abe. Well, man, if I could give my opinion on the AP real quick, uh, please. I I would be I would be shocked if he could 
take the whole workload. Because you can't give this guy more than 20 touches a game, not only at his age, but taking those hits with all of his injuries in the past. I mean, I I don't know. It, they gotta, If they want a running game, they, they're going to have to pick up somebody that can handle more or half of the workload and not put it all on AP. Yeah, that's a, look, that's a great point. I'm with you, especially coming off basically, um, if you want to call it rusty, you know, or whatever, it hasn't seen action in a while. Uh, I'm sure Chris Thompson is going to get some touches in the backfield there for them, and we'll see what uh, what Jay Gruden does over there and what's probably going to be his last year in Washington. So, uh, yeah, AP uh, Adrian Peterson, he is actually 34 years old. Uh, he just turned uh, in March, so – for a running back, yeah, that's certainly up there. It's not like quarterback where you can, you know, you're like Drew Brees and obviously Tom Brady and a few other guys who are going to play into their 40s. You can't do this at running back at 34. And Adrian Peterson has defied odds plenty of times. But, yeah, that's going to be tough. And this team overall, um, they, they don't look too good to me right now, even though they did have a big lead against Philly until they just blew it. Well, yeah, I agree with that. But just to touch on your point about the quarterback, I mean – Versus running back with AP, I mean the quarterback. They have so many dang uh, rules to where you can't touch them. <laughs> the running, yeah. the running back, they're open game. Yep, that's true. Yeah, that's I mean, and that's a great point. They're getting hit on every play, whether they're you know even if they it's a play action and they're you know faking uh, the handoff the run, they're in there banging the helmets. They're in there banging heads every play. Exactly. So I mean, quarterbacks getting protected, running back and. Well, hell, anybody else on the 11 sides of both of the ball, or 11 people on both of the ball, sorry. Uh, I mean, they're free game, man. The quarterback's the only one that, in my opinion, it, it's kind of, it's good because they want, you know, it's kind of cliche, they want offense, and you got to protect the quarterback, but at the same time, you got to make them just as much as the other like 10 guys on their side or 11 guys on the other side. Yeah, listen, absolutely. And this, we all know that quarterback is the number one, the prominent position in basically probably all of sports. And you're looking at a team in uh, Dallas Cowboys who gave Ezekiel Elliott a lot of money. Um, they gave uh, Jalen Smith, uh, Collins, a lot of money at all positions. We're talking about uh, on, you know, linebacker on offense, on defense. And, it is all about the quarterback. I mean, you don't see teams even go to the Super Bowl for the most part, let alone win it without a, a very good to great quarterback. So you got to pay them. You got to keep them healthy. And it's a very interesting dynamic, Abe. And I'll go into it really quickly. You know, another article I had written a little while ago. And actually, when I say a little while ago, I'm talking about years and years ago. So I like to say I'm ahead of the curve on this one where running backs basically have a four to maybe six year lifespan if they're good. If they're bad, they're out within a year or two. So knowing that and knowing that you can get a guy in the fourth round who could turn out to be a thousand yard rusher, why would you pay these guys? That's the, the Chargers left, Abe, and you probably know this better than I do, at Melvin Gorvin and Melvin Gordon. Like you think that you're gonna hold out and we're gonna worry about that with you? You're not that kind of guy. And there's only a few of them that you can count in your hand. Zeke is one of them, Zaquan Barkley. You know, Gurley maybe at the time, but we saw what happened with him. And that's why also teams want to hold back. So you don't want to give all that money. 
They gave it to Zeke because they want to try to win this thing this year. But you saw what Dak did without Zeke in the game as much. Zeke only had, I think, 13 carries maybe. I forgot. It wasn't even in on half the plays uh, against, you know, against um, the Giants in week one. So that's how important Dak is or quarterbacks, for that matter, are to the team. You got to keep them healthy. And that's why you got to have offensive lines there to be that wall for them. Otherwise, you end up like Deshaun Watson, a great quarterback who's on his is on his butt every play. Well, you know, to piggyback off of everything, because you went in, you know, a lot of spaces there. Um, one, you know, look at the Broncos, and I use them as an example because they have an undrafted running back, Philip Lindsay. Right. Pro Bowl last year. I mean, you know, didn't expect him to do anything. Um, but you're talking about the running back situation, which I totally agree with. There's no way in heck that I would I would give him a contract, Ezekiel Elliott, versus that. Because, you know, the quarterback runs the offense. Zeke doesn't run the offense. You know what I mean? So oh, absolutely. It's like, that doesn't make sense at all. But and what my and to go back to what you were saying about the uh, – the linebacker and the D-line that guy, I don't remember their names. Yeah, Log Collins. Yeah. But uh, I'm just saying, like, you, okay, so you paid out all this money to Z, you paid the money to those two guys. Where are you going to get the money for everybody else? You got Amari Cooper, you got Dak Prescott. Like, right. I don't understand. I mean, unless you're going to have guys like, I know with Denver in the past with John Elway, when Terrell Davis was good until he got injured, you know, Elway was restructuring con- contracts and right. everything. So it's like, you're going to be able to get these new younger guys to do that this day and age? I don't know, man, maybe. You see, and that's the thing, and that's a great call right there because the team that's best known for that is obviously the New England Patriots. You know, that that's that's the team yeah. that gets you to do that. And it really is amazing that the way they get that done. You know, Tom Brady, he's restructuring his contract every every three months, it seems like, so they can bring in more players. And that's the thing. In the beginning, I was thinking with Dak, Amari, and, um, and Zeke, why don't the three of them sit down, you know, you know, easier said than done, but sit down and say, look, we want to win a championship here. So let's try to spread the wealth. Almost like the Miami, the Miami heat did back in 2011, 2010, when they got together and, you know, LeBron, Bosch and Wade, obviously totally different sport, but you know, it's almost apples to apples kind of in a certain way where they spread the wealth. It's like, all right, we're all going to get our money and we're going to go out and win a championship. They won two out of four. But to me, that's the way you want to do it. Like, yeah, be, you know, be like Brady in that way where you restructure your contract enough. You're going to make your money down the line. You know it's going to come, but leave room for those other key players to come in. So I couldn't agree with you more. And Denver did that. You're right. They ended up going to two Super Bowls in three years. We ended up winning that one. Um, what a fantastic year that was, especially out of Peyton Manning. God, I'm sure you can't forget that. What an incredible <laughs> year. That was amazing. Well, man, shoot, talking about that, I, I mean – God bless Peyton Manning. He he had a stellar career, but that year for that Super Bowl 50, he was not the man. I think Osweiler came in for six or seven games. I can't yes. be for sure on yeah. that. But, I mean, it wasn't his year. And then go look at his Super Bowl numbers. It was the defense, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I mean Peyton, like I said, Peyton Manning's Peyton Manning. And I hated the guy's 
the guy for years before, and I wasn't even really sure when the Broncos signed him because <laughs> I disliked them so much. So, you know, I mean, but he is who he is. He was, you know, I mean, shoot, he had a stellar career. Don't get me wrong. But Super Bowl 50, don't get me, you know, like that wasn't on him or that wasn't because of him. And then we all know about Super Bowl 48. So <laughs> exactly. I mean, first play of the game coming out of the end zone for a safety so right (laughs) right you know it's just it was foretold from if there was any foreshadowing ever casted in uh football that was it right there safety on the first play i mean that yeah Yeah. that was completely botched but you're right and that's when teams usually do win on defense and i don't want to go off on a tangent here much more because you know obviously we all pressed for time i got a few more things to get into with you but um tom brady didn't become tom brady until about 2008 2009 those first three championships they won were off the back of their defense and you know people anointed him this and that but you know he has I'm going to admit fully evolved into the GOAT again he's not the best quarterback I've ever seen in my life but as far as accomplishments go yeah you can't I mean what else could you possibly say and again they look prime ready to go to another Super Bowl it's just unreal with them it's it's unreal well just to give me two seconds on that yeah please I mean I don't want to praise Tom Brady because, you know, I'm an A, I have an yeah. AC bias, but at the same time, you know, gosh darn, I mean, who, who the hell wouldn't want to be a fan of the Patriots because of their success? And you know what? To speak to that, you're 100% right. I li- like I said, you know, you know, I live down here in Florida now for the past five years, uh, born in New York, but living here for the past five years, I see more Patriots fans than Dolphins fans. <laughs> It is unbelievable. I'm not kidding. I swear to God. I'm a, you know, like I said, I'm a teacher. Uh, we were talking off the air before, and you know, I didn't mention this, but um, yeah, I mean, these kids when I say, hey, uh, "Who's your favorite team?" Because I'm a PE teacher. But who's your favorite team? Who do you like? This and that. It, New England Patriots, all over the place, and I, I can't take it. I'm like, all right, name me a player, Tom Brady. Name me another one. No, that's it. It's just Tom Brady. Obviously, they know that name, and yeah, I mean, the Dolphins absolutely suck. I mean, they're terrible. You know, they're they're the doing exactly what we thought they were going to do was really tanking the season by playing third, fourth string players. So what Lamar Jackson did to them last week, I don't know oh, if that's man. going to be for real or not. If he, you know, but God, he looked off the good man. Hey, I'm not going to lie. Baltimore, I think, you know, like I said, I hate talking about AFC teams just because I want my <laughs> I'm really sticking uh, it to you here. <laughs> that's a sleeper, man. I'm telling you. it's Everybody's sleeping on them. Everybody's like, oh, the Pittsburgh's going to win the division. And then you got all these Browns lovers all of a sudden, which don't get me wrong. They, they have a good squad. But I just don't think that they're going to do it their first year together. But Baltimore knows how to put a team together. They've done yeah. it for years. Yep. I mean, it, they, they got solid defense. And man, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. I, I honestly think if he can get, I mean, you can't even say it. I was gonna say throwing pattern down, but man, they're good. I, I mean, they are. You can't go past that. They are. Hey, look, like there's a lot more to go. Again, like like I said, it was the Dolphins, but it doesn't matter. They did what they did, and he did what he did. And that kid, you know, Marquise Brown, uh, Hollywood Brown, they call him. I mean, forget about it. He is there's smoke coming out of his feet. That's how fast that guy is. So we'll see more with more to come with them. 
you know, we, you touched on the Browns over there, the Cleveland Browns real quick, who did get stomped. And, uh, you know, Delaney Walker reminded us of the, of the late, great Dennis Green when he said, if you want to crown him, crown him. You know, we all they thought they were, yada, yada, this and that. It's game one, so I'm not going to get bent out of shape. I wasn't high on Cleveland, even though they do have all these stars. I thought that they would be um, a team on the bubble, not exactly making it. I think I have them 9-7 and seven for the year, but not making the playoffs. Because I believe they will become a better team as the year goes on. So it just goes to show you, you can't have your first game at home with a bunch of great athletes who haven't played together yet and go out and win a 60-minute football game because Tennessee stomped them out of their own yard. All I can say is amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> you said it best. Can't say anything else. Right? We got to see more. They, We got to see more as a team, you know. Well, we got uh, we still got maybe about uh, four minutes left over here of uh, some action for you in the Roof of Sports podcast. We're definitely going to have A back on again because I am loving talking to this guy. Probably going to even do it after the show goes on. But to get to a few more things, I um, want to go to the Monday night game. We're going to touch on the Saints-Texas real quick and then go to your Broncos and get into a little forecasting. I know you don't want to. We're going to do it real fast, though. That Saints-Texans game was – the second half was phenomenal. I mean, up and down, back and forth. Now, we talked about Deshaun Watson before I mentioned it real quick. That offensive line is terrible, and that's been their stigma since they've come into the league. I remember David Carr got sacked something like 65 times in his uh, rookie season back when they were – in 2002, the Texans came around. They cannot block for Watson. He's such a great player. DeAndre Hopkins – is unbelievable. I know he dropped a couple of balls, um, maybe first game jitters, which is kind of strange because he never drops them. But Houston is a great team. Uh, maybe not great. They're a very good team who could be great if they keep Deshaun Watson healthy. And as far as the Saints go, and I want to get your opinion real quick on both teams, as far as the Saints go, I thought they would take a step back this year. But if they can protect Drew Brees, which is something they do so well, they protect him. That guy does not get hit. And that goes – to everything we've been talking about, Abe, throughout this whole show, he stays healthy. So he's able to pinpoint these passes to Michael Thomas or Traquan Smith, whoever it may be, Alvin Kamara, and now they got Latavius Murray. And their defense is pretty good. Which team do you think is better and has a better chance going forward and why? Out of the two? Out of Houston, yes, out of Houston and, okay. and the Saints. So in my opinion, man, it's, it's New Orleans. I, it's hard to say. It's week one. New Orleans going Super Bowl, but we'll see. Oh, that's that's your call, huh? That's your call this year. That's my call. All right, the NFC. Okay, I dig it. I mean, we'll look at it. They, how often did Drew Brees get sacked? I don't think at all. Maybe one. Right. Um, the only the only difference in this team this year, in my opinion, is Mark Ingram versus Latavius Murray. Yeah, they're not they're yeah. not the same back. So if you want to relieve Kamara, um, Murray, I mean, he still does the job. I mean, he did go to Minnesota, and I think he played for the Raiders. But, yep. I mean, he, he's he's okay backup, but I'm, I see why they put they rotate him so much because, hell, who wants to get Kamara hurt? Especially exactly. Especially game of the year. But you can't tell me that New Orleans just – I mean, they didn't really kick their butts, but at the same time, you know, they're they're still New Orleans. Yeah, they look like you brought up a good point, and I'll make it real quick. It's Drew Brees, man. You give the dude what was it, thirty-seven seconds, whatever, and how all that fiasco ran down, right, man? 
he got he got his team down the field. But don't get me wrong, Houston's no slouch. I mean, um, their defense was kind of suspect a little bit. But Deshaun Watson, that kid's up and coming. Absolutely. And don't get me wrong, man. You got Andre Hawkins. <laughs> Please get another receiver out there and a decent tight end. But they, you like you touched on offensive line issues. That's the point. But then again, he moves around so much, so it's kind of hard to protect them when you're moving. So anyway, you're right. You're exactly right. So unless that offensive line improves, they're not going to go far in the playoffs. If indeed they do make it there, we'll see. That'll be for another episode as we're about well, one down. Just one real quick second. Please man. go for it. Is they paid they pay J.J. Watt too much money, Yes, so they, they did. they can't afford an offensive line. Yes, you're right. And you know, right now it's not worth it. He's not the J.J. Watt he was once before. He's gotten so many injuries that you can't expect him to be. So, yeah, that's that's a great point with that. That really is. Um, hey, we only got 30 seconds left over here. I wish we had another 30 minutes because I don't want to stop talking. But quick prediction without getting into too much. Tomorrow night's game, Thursday night, Buccaneers and Panthers. Who do you got? Panthers. You got Panthers? Yep, I got Panthers. Jameis Winston. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know what? We got to talk about that Jameis Winston thing because I'm with you. I never saw it from the beginning. I don't see it now. And as great as Bruce Arians is as a head coach, it just ain't going down like that. So listen, Abe, it was wonderful having you on. I really appreciate it. We're get, definitely going to do this again. We're going to talk more Denver Broncos at another point. I know we're out of time today. But Abe, thank you so much for coming on, man. Hey, thanks, Jason, man. I appreciate you having me. We shall do it again, my friend. Speak soon. Yes, sir.